Hi, I'm Daniel Torres Dwyer and welcome to Alice International's Career Success Podcast. The beverage sector is not alienated to new consumer trends and disruptions. Many people were surprised to hear about PepsiCo, one of the main players, acquiring SodaStream last summer, but many others weren't. We wanted to hear more about this business, so we've invited Ferdinand Barkan, the general manager for Germany, Austria, Switzerland at SodaStream, to hear more about the success story about this company and what's to come also in the future. Hi Ferdinand, thanks for joining us today. Hi Daniel, it's a pleasure. So just to start, what is the general situation today in the beverage industry in Germany, Austria and Switzerland? Well Daniel, it's stagnating since years. There's one uh, huge segment, which is the water segment, specifically the mineral water segment. An mm -hmm. average German consumer consumes around 150 liter of mineral water per year. This is huge. If you compare that to around 31 liter on colas or 30, uh, 37 liters on lemonades. Mm -hmm. So mineral water, Specifically, the whole water category in Germany is just huge and dominating almost everything. While other categories like colas, lemonades, or the sugary categories in general, they are even stagnating and declining, water is growing since years. Mm -hmm. And within water, if we take a deeper look into the water category, the CO2 is super important. So Germans tend to drink mineral water with CO2, and around 70% of all the purchases done in Germany are done on CO2 mineral water. Lion's share of water in Germany is related to CO2 mineral water. Mm -hmm. And if you go deeper into that, then you would see that around 70% of the mineral water is purchased in PET bottles, mm -hmm. and 30% only in crates PET and glass PET crates. So the majority is purchased in plastic bottles, which is obviously not a good thing for the environment. Then take other components into consideration like that. Uh, it is super absurd that consumers, specifically German consumers per year, they lift a weight of around 17 um, tons. Wow. In total... Right, which, which means at the end of the day, it's like a lorry. And um, they, on top, spend a lot of time collecting bottles, storing bottles, and bringing them to drink shops, and money in return for collecting them. It does make a lot of sense for German, consu uh, German consumers to do that, but they are very habitual, and therefore, they don't even understand that there's a better solution. And now we come into play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, this brings me to the next question. How is SodaStream playing in this context of uh, non-beverage, non-alcohol, sorry, beverages in Germany? Well, generally, you need to step a bit uh, aside from mm -hmm. now directly linking it to the non-alcoholic beverage category. Generally, the long-term trend of German consumers is that they want to have individual products. On the one hand side, they want to have environmental-friendly products and they want to have convenient products. Mm -hmm. If you would take a look into the beverage category um, in general, which is also containing, you know, the beer category or the sparkling wine category, but also obviously the non-alcoholic category, you would see that this is by far in Germany not convenient, 
not very individual and obviously uh, not at all environmental friendly. For us as SodaStream, this is a fantastic opportunity to tap in and deliver to German consumers a, a superior benefit, which is related to exactly these three long-term trends. We understood that German consumers are fed up with uh, schlepping. They don't want to go to a supermarket and schlep almost a small car over uh, a year in average because it's also not healthy, right? It's like it's causing back pain. You don't have hands-free for important topics like uh, children, etc., etc. It costs you a lot of space at home, <clears throat> in your car. You need to spend a lot of time uh, bringing back the crate. So it's super inconvenient. So um, if you have that sort of stream at home, you get rid of all these inconvenient aspects of the uh, current category. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. On top, in average, there are 17 billion PT bottles produced in Germany on a yearly base. Wow. We all know that out of the 17 billion PT bottles per year, not everything is brought back in order to the recycling system. You know, the recycling system as communicated by the German law is right now with the actual studies, uh, studies that we have, we only recycle around 60% of all PET bottles which uh, are produced. So where do, they, uh, do the other bottles go? So a lot of bottles would go to, you know, uh, rivers or lakes. They're contaminating our planets. We all see the whales with all the plastic in the stomach, but for the German consumer, they cannot relate because it's not in front of their face. But if you would go out to the uh, forest and you would see PET bottles out there, and there are many of those PET bottles in the forest or in the lakes, or in the rivers, uh, actually in Germany, they would uh, recognize the issue that we're having. Also, the environmental topic, which is super important, because if you use a soda stream, you save Mother Earth from the PET and can pollution, and you save around two to 3,000 cans and PET bottles on a yearly basis using our system. So it's also super environmental friendly. Mm -hmm. So our general vision in the region, which I'm responsible for, is to get rid of all the schlepping, you know, and provide consumers with a superior solution so they don't have to carry crates and PET bottles anymore, and to get rid of PET one-way plastic in that region. So liberate them from the PET issue or plastic issue in general. And we're getting there very fast day by day. If you take a look into the numbers and the performance of the company over the last couple of years, in Q1, around 5% of German households would use our system. Mm -hmm. um, today, around, we have around 10% household penetration, which is crazy. We doubled the household penetration. So it is amazing to see how fast this system is gaining track. And therefore, you know, our ambition to 20 is to get to 20% household penetration, which means we need to double the household penetration again. And therefore, we need not only great strategies, but, but also fantastic people. Absolutely. Why do you think that SolarStream is also like more in the longer term, let's say 2030? Why do you think it's a player to watch? Well, probably you have heard that not only SolarStream was successful and uh, recognized by many, many authorities in the past that we're doing a good job and that we are relevant for the total category in general. We are super disruptive. Many products and services, they call it themselves uh, disruptive, but they are not. They don't let categories disappear or brands disappear if they are used. SodaStream 
for me is a super example for disruption because mm -hmm. it doesn't make a lot of sense for German consumers to behave on a long run the way they are behaving right now. You know, spending time on unnecessary things like schlepping crates or PET bottles, driving to drink shops, that's not necessary anymore because the tap water quality is one of the best in the world. Yeah. And there's no reason why not using the current tap water. And it's going to be even better on a long run. So that's not only, you know, good for us, but also other interests, like probably you've noticed that PepsiCo bought SodaStream three months ago. Yeah. So big companies obviously acknowledge the success of SodaStream. And with the combination of PepsiCo and SodaStream, with the financial opportunities arising from that merger and the opportunities on the distribution level as well on a global base, I think that uh, this is a perfect mix in order to establish a long-term successful business. With every single day which passes, new consumers join in the system and we're going to have better machines over the long run. We're going to have better services on the long run. So there's no need for consumers to uh, continue this very costly, unnecessary behavior they're ha having at the moment. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. And how does this bias towards growth and even making the world a better place, how does that reflect on SolarStream's business culture? Well, um, heavily you know on the one hand side we we behave like a startup because we are disruptive and if you believe that around 80 percent of households can be penetrated with our system and we are right now at only 10 percent of household penetration there's a huge growth opportunity out there the culture we're having right now is on the one hand side super entrepreneurial so we don't have mm -hmm. huge teams and huge uh, silences. So we are super lean in our structure. We take decisions fast and we, we are, we're searching for people who are willing and able to take risks, obviously, who are willing and able to fail and learn from failures and then afterwards doing things even better, mm -hmm. who are willing to collaborate on different levels, building networks in order to gain best practices, worst practices and share them within teams not only on a local level, obviously on, on a global level. And if they take initiative, if they are willing to be brave, to take initiative, being optimistic, I think that's exactly what drives us and what drives the business. So it is, in a nutshell, a very entrepreneurial mentality and culture. And specifically, it relates back to somehow also brave, some bit crazy people who <laughs> want to change the world for better. Okay, fantastic. Well, look, Ferdinand, this was really interesting to also wrapping it up with the business culture, changing the world, but also more the business conversation and the beverages context in Germany. So thanks a lot for joining us today. It was uh, super special to me and many, many thanks, Daniel. So a lot of success for the future. And see you soon. Thanks a lot, Ferdinand. And thanks also to our listeners and see you in the next edition of the podcast.